0: Okay, hold on. Where does
1: it hurt? Ah,
0: my stomach. Ah, ah, えっと、ちゃんと痛いけど痛い I have a bad case of diarrhea I have a bad case of diarrhea
1: I have a bad case of diarrhea I have a bad case of diarrhea
0: I have a bad case of diarrhea I have a bad case of diarrhea I have... I have a bad case of the of the Oh
1: yes,
0: oh yes, oh yes, they both. Oh yes, they
1: both. Oh yes, they both reach for it. They Oh yes, they both Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, to both. Oh yes, to both. Oh yes, to both. Reach for the gun, the gun, the gun, the gun. Oh yes, to both. Reach for the gun, the
0: gun. What are you singing?
1: Understandable, understandable. Yes, it's perfectly understandable. Comprehensible, comprehensible. Not a bit reprehensible. It's so defensible. You know, stuff.
0: All what? right. Hey, uh, James, happy birthday.
1: Hey, happy birthday me.
0: How, how old are you, James?
1: Um, 4.5 times 10 to the 1st.
0: Okay. Well, good for that. Well past <laughs> the meaning of life.
1: Well, the answer to the question of life, the universe, and everything. You see, meaning of life, people start thinking about Monty Python instead of Douglas Adams.
0: They'll get there.
1: They'll get there. Because you know you're talking about a number. A number! I am not namba. a number! I am a free man!
0: Namba was the <laughs> name of my high school physics teacher. Mr. Namba. He was Japanese. Namba? Yeah, Namba.
1: Hmm.
0: He was a little man. Weird. Weird little namba. man. Mr. Namba. Okay. Namba! Namba one. Namba! Namba! number, Namba! Number. Number number. Number. Hey, James. Hey! James. Nick! Nick. James. Nick. James! Nick! Nick! Uh, welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork! I'm Nick Moore.
1: I am James Brown.
0: And I'm Nick Moore. You're listening to Dork episode 194. Hey, James, hey. what are you drinking?
1: I'm drinking a Bloody Mary...
0: It's James' birthday.
1: I'll, I'll let James anyway. I've got a yeah. little bit of a barbecue sauce in there. It's not standard, part of the standard Bloody Mary um, recipe. It was
0: mm. So delightful, Bloody James.
1: got some cane syrup in there too, because I'm taking to doing that. So what now? Cane syrup, as in Steens. What they, the thing is, it doesn't mix very well, so it settles to the bottom. And so, like a lot of beverages that I enjoy, um, it changes as it gets lower. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite things to drink in the bar is the uh, the snake bite. Um, it may have different names depending on where you go. Like I think at the Chimes they call it a smoothie, but it's a Guinness over cider. It's like a black and tan. It's got cider on the yeah. bottom, Guinness on top. So, so yeah, as you drink the, the first you're like, ah, oh, it's Guinness and hard. And then as you get down lower, you get all more cidery and it gets sweeter as you get lower. Which is, you know, like when I make chocolate milk, I like put a shitload of sugar in there and it settles to the bottom. So. When you get to the bottom you 're like drinking sugar water or sugar milk, I guess, and so just like that, you start out with like you know the barbecue- sauce is kind of a colloid in there, so the barbecue sauce and the pickle and the bloody mary concoction is all like up top, but then as you get lower, you get more steamed syrup in there, so it uh it's like a it's a it's a ride into flavor country
0: mm, take that ride. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, What what are you drinking? What are you drinking? I'm, um, I'm drinking, uh, kombucha.
1: Why are you drinking kombucha?
0: Well, it's got alcohol in it.
1: Why are you drinking alcoholic kombucha?
0: Well, I mean, it's, I mean, kombucha by its nature has a little bit of alcohol in it.
1: Yeah, because you like leave it to rot and it like ferments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? It's, I mean, it's kombucha. It is what it is. Yeah, you drink it like a job. I'm drinking it because I'm on a cleanse. Are you now? Yes, I'm on a. So I'm you- on. I'm on the Clostridium perfringens cleanse.
1: Uh, it's easy for you to say.
0: Yeah, that is a cleanse that you take involuntarily uh, because you got food poisoning, and I've had diarrhea for six days.
1: Oh, that's unfortunate.
0: That that's what I got going on. So last Thursday, no, last Wednesday, uh, Carol and I, uh, she had a she has a friend over, and they watch uh, Riverdale together.
1: <laughs> okay, right. Okay, oh, yeah, that's that's cool.
0: Um, and so I usually buy dinner. I'm like, well, you got somebody over? I'll just we we'll pick up dinner from somewhere. So I picked it up from goodwood grill which i would say has like a their bacon cheeseburgers in the top three in town it's it's one of my favorites good shit you know as far and i'm talking about just like a straight up bacon cheeseburger not one where you're like adding you know like Amazon fried onions or duck fat you know like just straight up burger joint i put them in the top three um and I'm a fan of the onion rings. The onion rings come with a, a little special horseradishy dipping sauce. And oh, yeah. I, think that's what, I think that's what did it.
1: Oh, really? So
0: like the, the next the, morning, about 12 hours later, up. woke up with stomach cramps and a diarrhea.
1: Diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. I was like, oh, well, this sucks. And the cramping went away. So the next morning, I woke up, and I'm like, you know, I'm gun-shy. Like, you know, having food poisoning.
1: Yeah, it it's, makes it's, you it's, not want to eat too much.
0: Well, no, it, it it makes you... It's like getting bit by a golden retriever, you know? like, uh-huh. it, like It's something I love. It's now something I can't really trust. Right. It, like, build trust. So you don't trust your farts oh. for a while after <laughs> that. So I went to the bathroom. I was like, nope, still got it. Uh um, and I said, like, well, whatever. It'll be gone tomorrow. Nope. So here we are six days later, and I think I'm just – like, I, I went nuts yesterday. I took, like, modium for the first time. I, I hadn't taken anything because I was like, it'll go away. It'll go away. It's like a really basic, you know, thing. My guts are all out of whack from the food poisoning. My, I will just get – no. Yeah. So just yesterday, I was just like, I'm eating all of the fucking – um Probiotic foods I can think of. Just rah, 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 rah.
1: Or like yogurt and shit?
0: Yeah, yogurt and miso soup and kimchi and cottage cheese and um, kombucha. So and I think you, it's, I'm slowly winning the battle.
1: Slowly winning the battle? Oh, yeah. With my guts,
0: my gutty works. You got guts there. I just want to fart again, James. I want to have faith in my farts. Faith in my farts. Like, I'm not a big fart guy. Where I'm just like, ha, 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 ha. Like, Carol and I don't fart in front of each other. Do not. Together, like, almost 15 years. Do not fart in front of one another. No humor there. I was like, nope. Not one of those couples. We still have separate bathrooms. Like, yeah, we don't. None of that. Thank you. Which is weird because my family growing up was, like, very fart friendly. Like my mom used to throw her farts. Like she would fart into her hand and like throw it at you. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. My my family was not a farting family growing up. But
1: um I'm comfortable enough in front of Jane now that I'll let one go. If it's yeah, you know, if it's like an obvious thing like I have to leave the room and then I'll come back like fifteen seconds later, like, what's the point of that? You know? I'm I'm in the middle of something. I'm like watching battle bots on my laptop and I don't want to get up, I'll just you know, that's
0: fine. <laughs> yeah not even that dude I can count on one hand the number of times you fart in front of each other like I made her fart one time because I was tickling her and she got really mad <laughs> she didn't like me tickling her at all she hates that but then I made her fart and that made her even more angry it was very funny <laughs> you would think it was yeah, I, I, I left quite heartily. Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I am on the fart train. You what? I'm
1: on the fart train. I'm fart, like,
0: fart I, train.
1: Uh, I used to the fart train. I'm you know I'm part of the fart party. Um, although it is you know having separate bathrooms when needed, like that's still there's still like you know things like okay. There's going to be a bad one. I'm going to sit down for a while, and place is going to stink. And I don't want you to, you know, have like a deranged amount of time to spend thinking about that or experiencing that. So we're going to go to the other restroom. So I think I think there still needs to be division. I think I don't like. I'm not one of those people that can like you know, like she's like brushing her teeth. I'm not going to like go to go go to the bathroom at the same you know place. Excuse me, I'm gonna like drop a juice real quick.
0: Yeah, no man. Separate all the way. Like I can't imagine. Like Carol would fucking I don't know she'd throw the lid of the toilet at me if I walked in, like brush my teeth. If she was in the bathroom, like just taking a leak. Walked in I'm like, yeah, but to brush my teeth. And she's like, Get the fuck out. Like <laughs> We're not there. I know couples that like shit with the door open. And that, nah man. Ain't us. No. None of that, sir. Please and thank you. <laughs> so I'm going to be in another play.
1: Is it uh, Little Chop of Horus?
0: No, it's uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest.
1: Oh, that's cool. Are you gonna be Nurse Ratchet?
0: I am. Excellent. Uh, it was my tits that got me the gig. Yeah. I feel um I feel like I was kind of, you know, taking advantage of, oh. but whatever, it's a part, you know, you got to do what you do, what you got to do in the world of acting. Sometimes you got to take your tits out Yeah, a role that doesn't involve your tits at all. No, I'm going to be uh Dale Harding, which was not the role I auditioned for. I auditioned for McMurphy. I was like, yeah, obviously, here we go. And apparently, the director saw the last play I was in, where I played kind of an effete, um, kind of whiny character, and he's like, "Yeah, dude, you got audition." And so I was like, "Yeah, obviously, he wants me for McMurphy, the Jack Nicholson role in the movie." Right. I was like, "Yeah, great." And I did, I did all the auditions for that, like all the scenes that he called for that. And then he came up to me, he's like, "Hey, would you mind reading this monologue for Harding?" And I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, because that's what I wanted you here for." Because of what you did in your last play. I was like, oh. Well um oh, okay. The, okay. Well there we are.
1: There you go. And now you now you're flying over the clipper's nest in the body of William Redfield. Or who played Dale Harding in the movie. I don't know. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah, William Redfield played Harding. That's what that's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, did he do other things besides Harding? Oh, I don't know. Like, I'm, I I don't recognize him as anything but Harding.
1: I mean, uh, uh, probably not, because that's weird. Because the first thing you find is, like, his cliff notes. entry. No, that's Dale Harding. No, Redfield. Redfield. That's what I want.
0: Best known film appearance was Dale Harding in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. During its filming, Redfield was diagnosed with leukemia by Dr. Dean Brooks, who also portrayed Dr. Speavey in the movie. So Dr. Dean Brooks, who played Dr. Speavey in the movie, was a psychiatrist at the mental hospital that they were filming at, which is how he got the part. Okay. Um, and he like paired up the actress with people there that had mental the mental disability that um, oh. they were supposed to portray. And they found out after they shot the movie that some of them were criminally insane.
1: The actors or the, the people in the...
0: The people they got peer, paired up with.
1: In the... What do you call them? The guests?
0: ahead? Yes. What do you call
1: it? I mean, what's the proper term for that? It's not inmates.
0: The um, the patients? Sure. Patients works. The committed mofucks? Um yeah, so he yeah, he died of leukemia. Oh. Huh. Um in nineteen seventy six. A year after Cuckoo's Nest came out. And then he appeared in a film in nineteen seventy seven, which I guess filmed before that, because okay. you know he was dead.
1: Yes. Otherwise all his parts would be very, you know recumbent.
0: Yeah played corpse.
1: I mean this part he was not born for, but he was you know he died for. He
0: he did, he died at. It was diagnosed during and he got paid scale. Everybody got paid scale. Except Nicholson for that movie. Which means Louise Fletcher, who played the definitive nurse Ratchet um, made ten thousand dollars for that for that role, and I mean, not bad considering it was like eleven weeks worth of work. But yeah, still, like she—that's when you think Nurse Ratched, you think her.
1: Yeah, well, she got she won the Oscar for that.
0: Well, deservedly, yeah. but an incredible incredible performance. So yeah, that's what we got. That, that's the next thing I'm doing, that. Um so what? That's exciting. Ah, yes.
1: Um, is there, are they doing Little Shop of Horrors at the um, Theatre of Baton Rouge?
0: Yeah, Carol's in it. Okay. She's,
1: I, uh, I told them that tonight after this, um, I'm going to the Broad Theatre in New Orleans, and they are showing the movie Little Shop Horrors, and they're having the uh, subtitles at the bottom of the screen so the audience can sing along.
0: That sounds like a hoot and a half.
1: Yes, 1.5 hoots. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize... Oh, I keep forgetting that, actually. The, Michael Douglas was the uh, one of the producers for... Um, yeah, Academy Award-winning movie we just talked about. One flew over the cuckoo's nest.
0: Kirk Douglas.
1: No, Mike Douglas. Michael Douglas.
0: It's Kirk Douglas was the. Um, he originated the role of McMurphy on stage, yeah. and well, pushed for. He he did some. He was somehow involved in the production of that film because he. But he like
1: was trying to like make it in a movie, and it fell apart the first time. And so like he basically gave his production company or firm you know to his son Michael, and Michael got it. Got it made, and it won Best Picture. Look at him go! Yeah, I was reading about um, Kirk Douglas not that long ago, and I have no idea why. Because they were talking, we were looking at like this list of, uh, you know, of the classic actors of Hollywood, and um, he, uh, yeah, and he were in. I think like Kirk Douglas was on this on the on the list, and. He's like one of only like two or three that are still alive on the entire like list that they had.
0: I'm mostly
1: alive. <laughs> well, he's, I'm dead inside. He's 101 at
0: this point. Jesus Christ!
1: Yeah, he'll be he'll be 102 in December.
0: No, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you know. Like the last time I saw him was on the Oscars, getting a lifetime achievement award, and he he had, it was post stroke. So like a third of him was viable. Yeah. And that was a while back. It was kind of hard to
1: understand. Memory, sir.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, that was a while ago. I can't imagine he's gotten better. No. (laughs) I don't know anyone over like 90 that looks like a human. My, well,
1: my auntie Julia, the, my great aunt is got the wild and crazy, um, attitude about life. And, uh, you know, told my neighbor about her sex life and how she like enjoys, still enjoys it. But she's ninety two,
0: so fucking gross. <laughs> Ugh, no, fucking who's fucking her? I don't know. Eighty seven year old? She likes younger men. She's robbing the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> fucking nasty.
1: Sorry, I was I was dating a girl that was like eleven years younger than me one time and. Someone accused me of robbing the cradle. I was like, I'm not robbing a cradle. I'm sticking my dick in it.
0: She <laughs> She's robbing the grave. <laughs> Eleven year difference. Like I fuck with Carol about our five year difference. She's, she's old. Yeah. Well yeah. it's it's four now because I just had my birthday. Yay. Yeah, but there's like a there's like a four month period where she is five years older than me. She has her birthday and then I have mine four yeah. months later. Yeah. And I'm like, ha ha. <laughs> five years older than me. And she's like, shut up. I'm not. I'm like, I am. How old are you? That's how old I am. Ha
1: ha. I'm like 13 years older than Jane. God, dude. It's like, no, well, right now it's 14 until November.
0: I'm trying to think. That would, that would, um, I, I don't know.
1: It's just funny whenever I'm like, I say something I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember when the Challenger blew up," and she's like, "Yeah, I, that was before I was born."
0: <laughs> yeah, like there are little, little things that Carol and I like don't click on, but it's not as broad as a decade apart would would create. Yeah. Well, that's one of the
1: things I like about Jane. Is like she was like well read and stuff, and so like when we were. Like when I first knew I wanted to date her, it was at trivia when she was like, you know, impressing people with her knowledge of shit. And I was like, oh, look at the big brain on Jane. Gotta give me some of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess it would take it would take uh, somebody that would have to, you know, have caught up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I'm getting to the age now where somebody who's like ten years younger than me isn't really young, but they've got enough life. They they've graduated college, you know, and have been out in the world for a little while. And
1: yeah, I mean at this point, they uh, if they're like some people I went to school with, they'd be you know have been married and divorced by now. Ten years younger than you, yeah. Because you're what late thirties. I am 39. That's, that's as late in the 30s as you can get. You're, you're as old as Homer Simpson.
0: Yeah, uh, but I look better.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's not really saying much. Um,
0: like there are people I knew in high school that got knocked up that have kids that can almost drink now.
1: Yeah. And
0: I mean, you want to talk about some petty revenge. Ha-ha! Now the time has come!
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, you, anyone could bang an eighteen-year-old, but like, you know, you think you could date an eighteen-year-old?
0: No, no. Like, I I know too many eighteen-year-olds to the theater. And I'm just like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about right now. I can't, I can't pretend to be that. I can't pretend to be that invested in whatever current pop culture thing you are invested in. Avocados and Pokeball no I think it's past that James we'll see I'm just out of touch (laughs) I have been playing Fortnite which um, I started playing just because PlayStation keeps going hey it's free you should play this I'm like I don't want to play it because there's so many pop culture references now and like like during the World Cup the players were doing the uh, Fortnite celebration dances and shit on the field I'm just like and both my nephews are playing it, so I was like, "All right, check it out." It's actually a lot of fun. Cool. But still, I was like, "Yeah, crazy kids."
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I understand like the dearth of generation stuff. It's just like I don't know a lot of that exact age range to know exactly how disconnected I am. But you know, when you once you get to my age, you stop caring about such things. I don't care how much I can connect with a fucking twenty-one year old if I'm not related to him.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Like I'm I'm exposed to the shit that they're into, but like the older you get, the more generations are underneath you, you know, like and it's not like generations like, you know, here's the baby boomers and here's the millennials and here's the like there's Subsets. It's all. I would say like a five to six year chunk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's part
1: of the thing where society is like getting, you know, developing faster and things are changing more. So you are like, you know, like say like two hundred years ago, people that were twenty years apart had a very similar upbringing when it came to like you know the technologies that they used and like mm-hmm. you know information was communicated from one place to another.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know, that changes more and more the further along in history you go. to the point where like, you know, what what was Twitter like ten years ago? Yeah. What was Facebook fifteen years ago? Shit, what was Facebook ten years ago compared to what it is now? Yeah.
0: What was a cell phone twenty years ago? Yeah,
1: it was like, you know, if you had one, it was it had a very small screen and you only put numbers in it? And you made calls. And eventually, you know, some people figured out how to make text, but like,
0: text yeah, I think eighteen years ago, I had one that could get on the internet, but it was like crazy expensive every time I did it. Yeah, and not particularly useful. Like check the weather.
1: Yeah, because you you had to do something that didn't take that long because you didn't want to be like just like staring at your phone for more than a few minutes because you were like charged by the minute essentially.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely charged by the minute. Stupid. Jerk offs? What the fuck?
1: Yeah. Well, I think you were charged by the bit or the fight or whatever. Um, but, you know, in a minute, you could run up like $3 worth of charges.
0: It was exorbitant. It was exorbitant. God damn it. Bastards.
1: Now these kids are all on my lawn.
0: <laughs> Do you have a lawn? Yeah, actually, I do.
1: I mean, it's a very small lawn. Oh, the back lawn is, you know, fair-sized, but the front lawn is... Actually, it's mostly concrete. we got to get that ripped out so we can have a nice, you know, grassy area in the front for when people come over to watch us get married.
0: You're going to put in, like, a pool. No. A little teeny tiny pool.
1: never seen a tiny pool.
0: No, Jane wants a garden Like an English garden or like carrots? Carrots and uh, beets. Basil. basil? 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 Basil.
1: Rosemary and thyme. Hmm. And Scarborough Fair.
0: She probably wants a lot of like just gross vegetables too. Like the stuff that people are like, oh, I don't know about that. Like broccoli rub. Broccoli rub? Yeah.
1: Is that a separate thing from broccoli, or is it just a broccoli?
0: Rob, yeah, it's a, a leafy green. Uh. Oh. let's James, let's plant Merlinians. You mean? Why? This
1: sounds like a little tiny wizard from the fifth century.
0: What
1: well, is a Merlin? It's a
0: fair. It's a fair. Pr- yes.
1: It'd be a Merlinette. <laughs> Evans the fuck? I mean, Evans the. To- I can't even think of my fucking George Jetson thing. Think of the Yeah. Snaggle Plus. More of a snaggle plus thing.
0: Did you say heavens to fuck?
1: I did say heavens to fuck the first time. Heavens to fuck. Heavens to fuck. Exit. Stays right. Ah oh, man. You know, people people always like have like New Year's resolutions and like, you know, nobody ever does them. Do people do like New year, like birthday resolutions? Like this year. Because it makes more sense to start on your birthday, right? Because it's like you're your yeah. own personal new year. Like this year, I'm going to like you know drink last and curse more. Oh, I mean,
0: did you say birthday resolutions?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, do people have birthday resolutions? Why isn't birthday resolutions a thing? James? Yes. Can you hear me now? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes, birthday resolutions.
0: Um, I'm sure some people do.
1: You would think that would make more sense than a New Year's resolution, because, like, you know, that's like you're, that's you're like leveling up, right? So you're supposed every level you're supposed to like have like new abilities so like
0: I have that, new skills.
1: Yeah, that's that's the time you should do that.
0: Yeah, it makes it a little more personal. One would think, like, like you know, like everybody's doing it, like New Year's. You're like everybody's making resolutions. Um but we'll all quit in like a week or two. Yeah. Together. But when it's on your birthday, that's specialized. Exactly. Let's see. There is a uh quote from uh, yeah, here we go. It's a quote from Alistair Crowley on New Year's resolutions.
1: Mr. Crowley
0: Sorry. May the new year bring you courage to break your resolutions early. My own plan is to swear off every kind of virtue so that I triumph even when I fall. (laughs) That's
1: that's a clever way to succeed.
0: Alistair Crowley, a.k.a. the wickedest man in the world, AKA a fucking nerd and power bottom. A power bottom. Yes. Yes, that dude would take guys out into the desert to like commune with dark forces and take drugs. And fuck them. But not up there butts, up his butt. Oh, that's like he would that he was he was an aggressive bottom. Or if he just
1: like have somebody with a heart on behind him and just back into them.
0: You'd be like, "Yeah, well, you're gonna give it to me now." I don't, try I don't. Come on, come on. I'm gonna get it, get it, get it, get it, get it,
1: get it, got it, got it, got it, got it.
0: Which, I mean, maybe you just really, you know, you really knew how to turn on the the charm there. So everybody's like, "He's a witch." He's a witch. What happened? He's a witch. We went camping, and
1: next thing I know, it was. A witch. He was extracting my vital juices
0: with his butt cheeks. The witch.
1: What, what was the phrase they used in Doctor Strangelove? My 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 bodily fluids, my precious vital bodily fluids. Is that what he
0: said? I don't recall. No, I don't recall. Witch! Dude, I think you might just be gay. That's yes, my precious bodily soul. No, he's a witch! He turned me into a newt! He turned my dick gay! <laughs> Everything and his- sucked my cum out with his asshole. Yes. Dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> he, turned, he turned his
1: rectum into a, a sperm extractor.
0: Yeah, that's you got to have a little, you got to have a little juice on you to, you know, you got to get it up, much less cum. Like, do you know who Carl Panzram was? Mm, no. Carl Panzram was a serial killer uh, in America and worldwide. He did like a world tour at the beginning of the 1900s, and he was like, like Avengers level criminal, like fucking insane. Wow. Oh. Uh, Like he was, he was raised in the penal system, and just was very early on, just realized that his philosophy was: if somebody's weak enough for me to take something from them, then I'm right. Right
1: makes right. Right makes right. Yeah.
0: Like he was raised in a a Christian um, reformatory, uh, and was like sodomized repeatedly, and like just he's like, yeah, okay, so fuck your God and I like one of his quotes was, "There's only two things in the world that are beautiful, and that is whiskey and sodomy, okay, yeah, so he was gay um, and and he power, so it sounds like. he he's a power top <laughs> he like took, but there was but I tell you all this because there was an incident where he was uh riding the rails He was in a boxcar with a couple other hobos and one of the brakemen found them in the boxcar and he's like hey what are you guys doing here and carl panther was a big dude like he had been you know in in and out of reformatories his whole life doing hard labor and like getting beat and shit and like he he was hard as a fucking coffin nail and so he's like uh, we're doing whatever we want. And it whips a knife out. And the brakeman's like, hey, look, I'm just am letting you know I don't throw hobos out of boxcars. It's cool, man. In fact, uh, I tell you, why well, don't I get you dinner and you can have everything I got in my pockets. <laughs> and Carl Panzer was like, that's cool. Also, now I'm going to rape you. And so he raped the brakeman in front of the other two hobos. And then he made the other two hobos rape the brakeman as well. Like that's how badass he was. He was like, "Now y'all rape him, y'all rape this man," and they were like, "Okay." Like he was so terrifying, he could make you hard. (laughs) That's uh, that is, that is. You're right. That's Avengers level shit. That's like he he was a one man riot. He was insane. Like just the shit. Okay, so he (laughs) to give you an idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. he um, was sent to Leavenworth uh, when it was still a fort, right? But it was also a prison. It was like the worst prison in America on the orders of Howard Taft. Yes. Who, president. Yeah.
1: President. Years,
0: years later, when he was around the part of Connecticut where Taft lived, he was like, yeah, fuck this dude. So he broke into his house, the house of a former president, stole $40,000 worth of jewels and bonds and a gun. uh, And then went and bought a yacht (laughs) and sailed to New York. And he used Howard Taft's gun in a number of murders. And we know this because he wrote extensively about his crimes. Like when he got picked up for the last time, he made friends with his prison guard and the guard's like, man, you ought to write down all your stories. And the dude is very well written. Like like college level, at least, uh, writing. He's a very compelling writer, but very open about, <laughs> about how fucking crazy he was. But we know that all the shit that he talks about is true because he added footnotes. He's like, "You want to check up on this? You check this town, check this paper,. Um, and it's all you can cross-reference all of this shit. It's insane. The the amount of shit that that dude got down to. Holy shit, man. Yeah, Carl Panzram. P-A-N-Z-R-A-M. You want to go like, you know, just like, you want to learn about somebody you didn't know about that was absolutely fucking crazy badass evil. Carl Panzram. Dude did not give a fuck.
1: Oh wow! And there's like plenty of like YouTube things, or you know, like top five facts about Carl Panzeram.
0: Yep, Carl. hes, he's <laughs> a heavy hitter.
1: Yeah, he didn't—he died when he was like forty.
0: Yep, yeah. I think he was hung. He was your age. I'm hung too. <laughs> Touche. Ha <laughs> ha ha Let's
1: see. Holy hell, Hydra, Batman. Yeah. let see. Um, yeah, death by hanging. And he was hung by the neck until he was dead, dead, dead. There's two. So, My what- They, when did they stop hanging people? Because that was like 1930. Did they hung
0: him? Like, um, they hung Saddam Hussein. This is true. That was like,
1: what was that, like 2003?
0: It's recent enough that somebody got it on a camera phone.
1: Yeah.
0: Look it up. A 2006.
1: December of two thousand six. It was almost two thousand seven.
0: Wow. go Yeah. Yeah, they still hang motherfuckers. Apparently. And I'm pretty sure you can request it, because you have some say. Like if you, you know, you get the death penalty, you can be like, yeah, I want, um, I want to be stoned to death.
1: Do you mean, like, with, like, 15 tons of marijuana, or do you mean...
0: Yes. No, there was a there was a dude in Oz that was like that. Um, He played a schizophrenic, I think. He was, if you remember, uh, Short Circuit. The guy yeah. was, like, the number cruncher.
1: The number cruncher. No. Yeah. Uh, the number cruncher are Ali Sheedy, Fisher Stevens, and uh, Steven Goodberg.
0: Okay, so remember the remember the dude from Police Academy, who's like kind of the bad guy.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, Sergeant uh, Harris.
0: Yeah. Okay, so he was in that. Yeah, yeah. He, he was in Short Circuit. He's he's trying to kill the kill Johnny Five, and he's doing it under the direction of another guy, kind of a little wiener, who's like the CEO of the company or whatever. Ah. Uh, okay. That guy was in Oz. He played it like a serial killer, and he wanted to die in his sleep, like of old age. And they're like, "No, man, you got to. You're going. You know, you're getting the the fucking uh, the lethal injection." And so he he finds out you can request how he wants to die because there's another inmate that dies by hanging, and he requests being stoned to death. And they're like, "Ah, shit." And he's like, yes, old, sleep. Ah. Oh. Because he's going to be sucking up pills for the rest of his life. Now, the way to get around that is for judges to go, done, you're good. <laughs> well, I don't know how you'd pull it off because it's supposed to be random. Like, you're not supposed to know who the executioner is. Like even with lethal injection, I think they put in the needle and then they have two different people that push a button. And they're not sure which one it like actually does it. I know a lot of Oh this what Austin Pendleton. Is that the guy's name? Yeah. He's been
1: he was in another few things in the eighties that were uh what the fuck? What do I know I'm from? I mean yeah, I now I remember him in short circuit now that you say that. I mean I didn't watch a lot of Oz. But um he was in the Muppet movie, among other things. Oh, was he? Yeah. He played. Where'd he go? Max. <laughs> Which is very uh, informative. But. Um, Did it. Hello again. Sort of higher. The equalizer. He's, he was in a Cosby show. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, he was on there pretty regularly, as I recall. He made he had a couple of appearances at least.
1: Yeah, and he's also on the Cosby Mysteries in 1994. Apparently, he and Cosby got along. In the Valley episode of Frasier. Yeah, he's one of those that guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You're like ah, that guy. I'm indeed that guy.
1: He's also on Homicide: Life on the Street.
0: I found this great.
1: lies 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 damn lies and statistics uh he was on the west wing
0: i could see that i never watched west wing a lot of people are like you need to watch a west wing (laughs) civics lesson
1: yeah jane loves the west wing we've actually i think we've watched the entire series twice since um we started dating and like you know it didn't it ended before we got together so yeah, Does he anything? Anyway, yeah, he's one of those that guys. Oh, I'm going to have to go in like four or five minutes.
0: That's cool, dude. You got shit to do.
1: I got shit to do. I got to be there to like sing along with the plant.
0: That's cool. I got to do a butt check anyway, because I might have to fart. I might not. Oh, no. I'm not sure if everything's cool yet. I had inclinations earlier that maybe things are getting better. But I don't know. I don't trust it right now. Okay, so we'll call it. You go sing with your plant, and I'm gonna go sing with my butt.
1: Just to like reemphasize, this guy um, that played Ma- Max in the Muppet movie was the guy that was trying to get. Um, he like worked for the frog leg people. He was trying to get Kermit to be the mascot for the frog leg, um, you know, restaurants. That is, it's a, it's fucked up. Yes.
0: Mr. Peanut does the same shit.
1: Yeah, you know he doesn't have a soul.
0: I'm the spirit of capitalism. (laughs) It's like the Piggly
1: Wiggly Pig on the, you know, it has like the butcher's hat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Fuck these fuckies. Like Hannibal Lecter. (laughs) (laughs) Eat my friends. (laughs) Eat my friends. For cash. All right, James. Well, with that, I'm anymore. I'm James Brown. I'm anymore. You have been dorked.
1: Yeah, you You've been dorked. It's been dorked. Dork dork-pod-mas. Dorked. Yeah. Dork. 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 Yeah. Dork.
0: Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of Powerade too. Yeah, get those electrolytes. it's got electrolytes.
1: Yeah. Which you which body what plants need? Or like that?
0: No. It's it's what yeah. I like the grape. Never been a big grape one, but since I've been drinking so much of it, I've tried all the flavors. I'm like, no, grape's nice. Oh.
1: Oh, it's good. Oh, I hope. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Nancy, yeah.
0: Mm. All right, dude. Have Uh, fun singing to plants. Dude, sing to plants. Later, folks. Later, bye.